Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to ignite the growth of your agency. A, do you have a culture in the first place? But B, is your culture business-led or is it experience-led? People pay a lot of money for convenience. Understand what Disney is all about. It used to be one in 10 people that applied or interviewed for Disney would get the job. We've created a super special free Firewave gift packed full of marketing goodies just for our podcast listeners. You can get yours by going to www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift. Here are your hosts, Sam and Phil. Hello and welcome back to another podcast. Samantha is still struggling with jet lag, so I'm on my own today and struggling from jet lag from Disney World which is what today's podcast is about. It's five things that we or I learned from visiting Disney in Florida last week. There are some extras that I'll give you quickly. First of all, if you go to Disney World, you also need to book a holiday straight away after us because it's not a holiday. It's walking 15,000 steps a day with very tired kids. And yeah, it's something that you need to consider carefully. Not only does it cost you an absolute fortune, a ridiculous amount of money, that it's also very tiring, but worth it, I guess, when you look back on it in a few years' time, you've forgotten all the pain and your wallet has slightly recovered. So five things I learned from Disney, from walking around and looking around, and we try and have our geeky entrepreneur head on throughout and work out what Disney are doing and why they're doing it and what impact that has, good and bad, I guess. So the first thing we'll talk about is magic moments. And this is something that the ex-vice president of Disney who we had on the podcast, and try his name, Lee Cockrell. So he was on the podcast a few episodes ago. And this is something he spoke about, magic moments, that they're all, all cast members, which is their staff, are challenged to create magic moments for, for guests. And, and this can be done through giving free items or giving experiences or whichever way a cast member thinks would offer a guest a magic time or something that they were expecting, that's what they can do. And what this shows is that, A, culture is important because you cannot have a team of staff that runs throughout the company that will offer magic moments or offer something different more than they are paid to do or expected to do without having the culture and the understanding of why they're doing it. So even though Disney is an enormous company, they can still create or manage to create a culture where team members want to go out of their way to offer guests something special we all remember how we feel about situations, not necessarily what happened or what was said. So by offering these magic moments, that they are what remembered down the line, a year, two years down the line, when the families are thinking about booking another big holiday or vacation. And that's when the magic moments are remembered. A couple that happened for us while we were away, once my wife was in tears in a restaurant because she's pregnant. That's not the reason why she was in tears, but it was something silly that we decided not to go to a restaurant that she'd booked that evening with Mickey Mouse, I think. <laughs> it's, uh, I didn't laugh at her, by the way. I'm laughing on this podcast because I know she doesn't listen to it. Mickey Mouse was serving dinner and it was like $70 just to walk through the door. And Sam and I were paying for the whole family. It was going to be about $800 just to walk in before you ordered drinks. And they love a tip in America. I think they, it was 24% guaranteed gratuity. You didn't even get a choice. So we vetoed her decision and... Uh, I think she was upset at the fact we weren't going. So for some reason, she started crying. But the positive on that is that she got a free milkshake because a cast member came over and said in a very fun way that crying isn't allowed in Disney and therefore they need to do something about it and brought over this 
massive milkshake with a donut sat in it, which I looked up and was worth $10.50. So <laughs> $10.50 was given away and it, I presume, made her feel happier. I tried to get her to cry in every restaurant going forward, but she wasn't so keen on doing that. Another thing they did was we came out of the hotel once and there was a guy who worked for Disney Vacation Club, I think it's called, which is like a timeshare thing. And he was between jobs. He had a couple of hours off and he'd come to the hotel and just to offer someone, a family, a lift to one of the parks. No strings. He didn't mention Vacation Club until I actually asked him about it. He was just there just to take people to a park so they didn't have to get the bus or didn't have to do whatever they needed to do. So we took him up on that. And afterwards he said, I was questioning why he was doing it and uh, if he's told to do it. And he said, we're not told to do it. We're we're, that they share with us what a magic moment is and, and what type of things we can do and what that means to people. And that's why that culture is expressed to us every single day. And that's why he likes to do it, to see the smiles on people's faces and, and what they remember. And one last thing is they had these gift cards with money on that we could spend around the parks. And one time my wife went up and had forgotten her phone and her phone, in fact, her phone was stolen in New York, Times Square, totally different story. Um, forgot on my phone uh, with the gift card on and she queued 10 minutes or so and they just gave her the drinks for free rather than have, having to go back, get the phone and queue up again or, or go to the front with the embarrassment. They saved that, all that embarrassment by saying, no, it's on us, which is quite a clever thing to do and something that you remember. She remembers, I remember because I didn't have to pay for it, which I always remember. But little things like that. So the learning is, A, what's the culture in your company and is it a culture that is designed to make money or designed to be a bonus for your bottom line? Or is it actually a culture that is designed to make you a company that people want to do business with, that people will associate with good experience, with good service, if you like, although I hate that word. So which side of the fence, A, do you have a culture in the first place, but B, is your culture business-led or is it experience-led? And I think there's a, there's a fine line there that Disney just about get right when they're offering these magic moments you don't necessarily i'm andrew samson my agency is aks uh, favorite part being a firewave member for me is the overall support so it's far far more than just the content so when i joined really i joined because i like the blogs like the letters but it's the overall community the mastermind days all the other stuff that goes into it that i think is probably even more valuable than the content itself so it's worked out fantastically for me in terms of the sort of results that we've got we sent 100 letters out just before christmas that led to six properties coming on the market we find that the letters go down extremely well just because they're so, so different. A, do you have a culture in the first place? But B, is your culture business-led or is it experience-led? And I think there's a, there's a fine line there that Disney just about get right where it's experience-led. When they're offering these magic moments, you don't necessarily look into why they're doing it for the business side and therefore it feels like it's a nice gesture. So number two, everyone has challenges with staff. And again, this is something that came up in the Lee Cockrell podcast that he was saying that it used to be one in 10 people that applied or interviewed for Disney would get the job. And now that's more like six in 10. And you could definitely feel that. The majority of staff were, were great, but there was quite a few you would get that were rude and certainly weren't Disney. You know, you would ask them a question that may try and make you, not try and make you feel stupid, but would make you feel stupid, which is, is not certainly I'm sure what not what the Disney training says and not what you're used to at Disney but I understand that it's either 
they take those people on and try and train them and improve them or services are, are shut and the business is doesn't quite work so i totally appreciate the challenges but if you're experiencing challenge with staff at the moment as we are and i'm sure most companies are that even the business right at the top that can attract anyone they like really disney should be able to attract anybody to come work for them even they are struggling to get the right people and and get the culture spread with those new people and i'm sure over the next couple of years they will be gone and better members of the cast members will join number three people will consistently pay more for convenience and ease if you've ever been to disney world or ever priced it up to stay at a disney hotel is probably four five times more expensive than to stay in say the hyatt or the hilton which are good four or five star hotels in orlando so what are you actually paying for which is the question i keep asking my wife and it is literally convenience and ease there are no characters there there's very little nods to disney so we stayed at the animal kingdom lodge which is one of their premium hotels trying to remember if there's actually a Disney sign in the hotel. I don't think there's anything that's actually Disney, apart from the shop, obviously, which has every Disney character you'll ever dream of at 10 times normal price. So what you're actually paying for is the convenience of being close to a park, the convenience of the convenience and ease of all the bus transfers to and from the front gate of the park, which is, I don't know whether it was, no, in Disney it probably was planned, where if you go to Magic Kingdom, for example, the car park or any of the non-Disney travel is way away from the front gate. It's probably another 15, 20 minutes journey to the front gate, whereas all the Disney travel direct from the hotel is direct to the front gate. So you save 15, 20 minutes all the time. So they really think about how to make it as convenient and as easy for you to get to the parks from their hotels. And maybe also think about how to make it as difficult as possible to get to their parks from their non-Disney hotels, because they know that people pay a lot of money for convenience. And the learning here, and certainly what we were thinking about from our business is how do we make it as easy and as convenient to work with us as a company as, as possible? And right from the very start, how do we make sure that people can find us as easy as possible online and offline? How do we make sure... We can offer as many times evaluations as we can to make sure that we can fit into their plans. And then how can we make sure that it's convenient, as easy for them to say, yes, let's go ahead and let's start. And then throughout the whole process to make sure it's convenient and easy for them. And at each point, if you get it right, right from the beginning, hopefully you're then the only agent in or you're certainly the favored agent and then you can charge a higher fee and then you keep them because you keep the convenience and ease. And the, obviously it goes hand in hand with the quality and the service and the culture, which all goes together but then you keep them you sell it and obviously you get get the higher fee so it's something to think about it's what we talked about i think on one of the podcasts with the website majority of estate agents websites would go on they make it very difficult for you to do business with them they offer their homes that are for sale they they almost hide their book of consultation or, or valuation for some reason they make it 10 20 clicks before you can book an appointment with them so how easy are you to do business with and people will pay for that convenience and that ease, even with the experience. So it's convenient and easy for you as a seller to let the agent do the viewings or let the agent do the negotiation and let the agent do the sales progression to make sure that's explained and that's what you offer and that's what people will pay more for. Number four, that no matter what you do in marketing, you can't compete with the story. So We've said before that in a good direct mail piece, start with a story because that is what gets people bought in. That is what gets people to know you, to like you, to trust you. And that is what Disney do extremely well. We 
visited the Universal Parks for one of the days. And it is way better in terms of rides. Well, just in terms of rides, it is 10 times better. And if you haven't been recently, the Hagrid ride in Harry Potter World is amazing. So make sure you go there. But yeah, the Disney parks are much busier. There's much more people. They're, they're equal on price point. So that's not an argument. But the story of what Disney is and what Disney offers and what the literal stories of Disney and the characters they have, that all brings people to Disney World. They, they still have Walt Disney holding Mickey Mouse's hand in front of the castle every point they use a story so all the the majority of the Disney rides throughout the queue they're telling a story to build the ride up and at every stage throughout the day they're trying to uh, get you into the story or get you into an experience that they want you to have whereas opposed to Universal literally you get in a queue you go on the ride you're off it even though they still have the characters or some characters Disney tell the story extremely well and that is why it's a lot busier in there they have a lot more footfall and I'd imagine I've not checked that their profit is, is much higher. We Googled it while we're there. Disney make $19 million profit, just the parks, $19 million profit a day, which is quite incredible. And did get me to ask the question, why the hell they charge so much for popcorn? $22 I had to pay for a Simba refillable popcorn holder that Molly forgot every day after we bought it. So $22 I paid for some horrible salty popcorn. Not that I'm bitter. So what can you learn from the story? Well, consistently tell your story on your website, in your office. Is your story clear? Have you got a clear story? Make sure you tell it. That's what people buy into. No matter what it is, whether it's your family, whether it's your why, whatever your story is, make sure you tell it and you tell it consistently because it'll be all of them levels of marketing. And number five, the atmosphere which shows off your culture and your quality. So walking into a Disney park, they will always have music on. So for example, Animal Kingdom, they'll have African-themed background music on, which once you notice is a little bit annoying, but it sets the theme of the park. It sets the atmosphere. It doesn't, it's not awkward. I went into our office this morning and there was two buyers in, I think, I think they were buyers anyway, and there was no music on. It was a bit awkward and felt a bit difficult so I just walked out the office <laughs> back up to my office but what should have happened is there should be music playing that a music that links to the type of agents we are so you know easygoing background coffee shop music that the fun that that sort of thing whereas the silence was a bit difficult so make sure you get the smells right obviously as soon as you walk into Animal Kingdom you smell the popcorn although as I've just said don't be tricked it's salted it's not very nice um, you get the sounds, you get the signs that are all themed, you know, the warning signs that are, that are mock that uh, say, don't do this, don't go into this enclosure because there's a Yeti like there is on Everest. Lots of different things that really are still showing the experience and they're consistent throughout. At no point throughout the park does it drop off. At no point do you feel like the penny pinched at any point to not set the atmosphere that they want. And then when you walk in, there's always, we were we were joking about how, it's so easy to have a job at, at Disney World because majority of staff don't like they're doing anything, but actually what they're doing is they're setting the atmosphere. So you walk in and at every single point of where you can scan your card, and there must be 20 of them, there's a member of, of Disney staff there purely to welcome you, that's it, and welcome you to Animal Kingdom. And then on the way out, there's exactly the same thing where it's people, someone's paid to stand there and say goodbye and wish you a nice evening and wish you a nice rest of the day. And to a lot of companies that would be seen as pointless and 
you could save hundreds of thousands of pounds a year to do that. But actually, they're setting the atmosphere and it's their culture that is on show at that point. It's trying to get a smile on your face. It's trying to get you to understand what Disney is all about. And actually, at the Universal, there are no people welcoming you and there's no one saying goodbye. So that is a subtle difference that maybe you don't feel when it happens, but you subconsciously note it and up an experience level. And that's why people keep going back to Disney. So some things to, to think about there. What are your smells in the office? Sounds silly. Does it go with your branding, your sounds, the welcome goodbye? If someone walks in the office, is it a bit awkward, which it possibly is in our office sometimes. And then when they're going, does everyone say goodbye? Does everyone say thank you for coming, etc.? So yeah, that's the five things that I learned from Disney and that we'll, we'll be talking about over the next few weeks and months in our agency. And hopefully you can take some little things from there. Walt himself, it's not Walt, but Walt's dream and turn to your reality in your offices. We've created a super special free Firewave gift packed full of marketing goodies just for our podcast listeners. You can get yours by going to www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift and following the simple instructions. That's www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift.